Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7 episode number 1533. Now we are still working our way through the secrets of the expanded edition of Solo A Star Wars Story. That's the new name for the novelization of the story by Mer Lafferty. And thank you by the way, I don't know if I've actually said this on the podcast so far, but thank you to Penguin Random House for sending me a copy to leaf through. And you know, this book has something that I haven't seen in some of the Star Wars books for a while, and it's something that harkens back to some of the old novelizations back in the day. And it was a really neat touch to see this in there. There are color photos inserted in the center of the book, an eight-page spread where you get to see a bunch of photos from the movie. And I don't know, that took me back to the old days. And actually, I think it was usually in paperbacks where we got to see those things. So the benefit of having the novelization come out a few months after the movie is that you get those in full glorious color. So that was a neat little touch. So good on you, Penguin Random House, for that one. And today we're going to talk about the meeting in Dryden Voss's study. Voss's, yeah, that's right. And that's the first light. That's the name of his star yacht, by the way. And there was a, there's a mention that I think is hinting at something. I'll start with this one. And so far I've been unable to find out what the specific significance of it is, but it seems like there is. There is a lot of stuff on display in Dryden's study and that's just the tip of the iceberg from what I'm given to understand from the Solo A Star Wars Story official guide from DK Publishing that you know he's got a lot more but he just kind of keeps little things here and there. There's a crown that's on display somewhere that Chewbacca takes a bit of interest in but um, we don't yet know what that crown was about and I was wondering if it had to be some sort of Wookiee artifact or anything like that. Well, there's no reference to it in the official guide. So, you know, so far that one seems to be a mystery that is waiting to be revealed or discovered. And if you have any thoughts on that, then by all means, let me know. Now, one of the more horrifying things about Dryden's study that, uh, doesn't get realized by Han until they're leaving and it's something that Kira is already aware of is that there are creatures beings in suspended animation inside jars with the description is entropy field generators basically so these are not taxidermied people or creatures or what have you these folks are actually alive and in suspended animation and you're given to believe that not only does Dryden Voss do this with, you know, very rare animal species, but he also does this with enemies who have particularly annoyed him, that there is a fate worse than death, and it is being held in suspended animation to just hang out in Dryden's office, which is a real creepy thing, and you don't necessarily get that in the movie itself. You don't realize that that's part of what is happening in there. There's also a bit of a tantrum that happens and you go from the horrifying to the utterly childish where when Dryden is finding out, you know, like things didn't go so well and how is he gonna get his coaxium? How is he gonna do it? He pushes over a pedestal that has what you would imagine to be a priceless crystal vase on it that just shatters on the floor and of course Beckett and Han and Chewie are a little startled by this and that makes them a bit worried but Kira barely flinches and you get the idea or you're given the idea in the narrative that this is just a fit of pique that Dryden exhibits from time to time and it's not necessarily indicative of what his real mood is she just sees it as just a tantrum -y type thing and so she does not show any real reaction to it. 
the one thing that she actually does show a real reaction to, although it's very brief, is the mention of Han's last name. When he's introduced as Han Solo, there is a moment where she kind of flinches and there's a bit of a flicker on her face, like she doesn't expect to hear a last name out of him or about him, and just as quickly it goes away. So obviously that's a moment where she realizes, oh, there's... You know, here's another part of Han's life over the past three years that she wasn't aware of, and now she has to ask herself where that name came from. Yeah, you know, maybe it's just a completely innocuous thing as it turns out, but for all she knows, it might not be. Now, it turns out that there is something that is probably playing a little bit in Beckett's favor that we don't find out about until a little bit later. When we hear about the fact that Beckett killed Ara Singh, the bounty hunter, or pushed her and that the fall killed her, however that may be, we find out in Kira's musings about that, that there was a bonus paid to Beckett by Dryden Voss for the killing of Ara Singh. So... Apparently, there is, you know, some goodwill that Beckett has managed to maintain, and ultimately, Kira believes that in the meeting, Dryden's intention is not to kill Beckett and Solo and Chewie, that he doesn't want to necessarily, whether he actually will is another thing, but he doesn't walk into that meeting deciding that he wants to kill them outright. That being said, you know, there are other issues that come up, and that has to deal with the whole Quaxium deal in the first place, which will explain some of the background about that after the break and a quick word from our friends at Nissan. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. If you haven't checked out Nissan's Best in the Galaxy customizer, then what's keeping you? Here's the link to do it real quick. It's sw7x7.com custom. That'll get you right there. You can customize a Rogue, an Ultima, or a Titan, and give it a design inspired by the Millennium Falcon, by an Imperial Heavy TIE Fighter, Moloch's Landspeeder, or four other different designs. Check it out, sw7x7.com custom. And hey, Solo A Star Wars Story is now available on digital, and it's coming September 25th on Blu-ray and new in 4K Ultra HD as well. Welcome back. So that coaxium job, we find out that because of the little incident that turned into a big incident on Corellia with Han and Kira and the stolen coaxium, that over time Kira has made it her mission to learn as much as she can about coaxium. So she is the resident expert on the subject. And it was in fact her idea to sponsor some kind of mission to steal a whole load of coaxium. So she's more on the hook for this thing than we necessarily realize as we're watching Solo with Star Wars stories. She actually has more skin in this game than we think. And as far as the failure of the mission, when Beckett says, you know, you know who I answer to, or when Boss says that, you know, that's got to be a reference to Darth Maul. And the whole question about whether, you know, how you know deeply Maul is involved with any of this, well, in the Solo A Star Wars Story official guide, there is a picture of an item in Voss's study. It's a reconstruction of a Sith holocron, and the notation in there says that Voss intends to give it to a suitable benefactor. You have to imagine that that would be Darth Maul, or just Maul, since he's no longer a Darth in this case. But the fact that Beckett might potentially know about Maul's existence seems a little surprising, actually. You would almost imagine that the existence of Maul would be something that 
would be more of a secret, something that he would keep a little closer to the vest. But it might be that his presence is more widely known than anybody else's. Maybe it's just that any force powers he has are not necessarily widely known, but calling a lightsaber over while he's talking to Kira, eh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's an interesting puzzle to untangle how deeply this web with Crimson Dawn actually goes, how, you know, many tentacles and, you know, sticky parts are stretched out around it. But anyway, that's what I wanted to cover with you in this episode of Secrets from Solo, A Star Wars Story, the expanded edition, the novelization. We're going to talk about Lando and the time on the Millennium Falcon, which there are a couple of different scenes in that section of the book that don't appear in the movie, so we'll talk about those. For now, though, I just want to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode, and be sure to subscribe if you're not already. If you don't support the podcast on Patreon already, then I hope you will consider it at patreon.com slash SW7X7. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash SW7X7. And finally, may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018 Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.